Welcome back to another episode of I'll Be the Judge of That. I am your host, Adam Eagle Rock, and with me today is my co-host, Evan Ryan Lewis. Evan, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Adam. How are you? We have a, we have a very special episode today. And why is that, Evan? Tell me a little bit well, more. Well, we have a guest. I'll, I'll just go ahead and introduce our guest. Our guest today is Elaine Swan. Elaine is one of the nation's leading experts in etiquette and manners. She's the founder of the Swan School of Protocol, a nationwide training institute. You may have seen her on TV where she's been on the Today Show, Access Hollywood, and CNN. She's been featured in the New York Times and the Washington Post. Her book is titled Let Crazy Be Crazy, Then Politely Get What You Want. And today you can find her right here on I'll Be the Judge of That. Elaine Swan, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Of I, course. Didn't, I didn't know so, you wrote a book about me calling crazy, <laughs> crazy be crazy. <laughs> well, the, the book is not for the crazy person. The book is actually for the person who's dealing with the crazy. <laughs> so the book's about me then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, so we got into this manners business almost by mistake with this podcast. How did you get into it? And how do you become an expert in manners? Oh, certainly. I got into it by being a student of manners. Uh, not that I had bad manners, but I had, I lacked uh, the necessary social skills to kind of navigate through life when I was really young. So my mom put me in charm school. And from there, it really grew into something that was very innate for me. I started getting involved with pageants and pageants had a whole etiquette component to it. And I became a flight attendant and I took the international uh, etiquette training and protocol course with them. And it was just something that I was doing uh, to for self-improvement, really. And then I started to volunteer to teach girls deb- uh, etiquette to get them ready for a debutante ball. And then a principal from a middle school approached me and said, hey, can you do a six-week after-school program and we'll pay you? And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> so I took their money. <laughs> uh-huh. And I started the class and it was really, really great, great feedback. Started, They started referring me at, to other schools and I recognized this was definitely a business and something that was needed. So I launched the business in 2003 and I wrote my first book about etiquette in 2005 called Girls Have Style. And it was Ooh. focused on young girls who are adolescent in middle school and high school. That's that incredible. amazing. So- so, yeah, so you've been on this journey for 20 years. I have. And it's just the journey has been incredible. It's so funny to see how things have really shifted and changed. I can remember early on when I started at that time, we were all kind of just getting into cell phones and social media wasn't really even a thing yet. I mean, Facebook didn't come along until 2005. But even with cell phones, we were saying, don't take your cell phone with you into job interviews. Leave it in the car. Mm. Don't take it into mm. restaurants. And now we're telling people, take that phone with you and use it to make sure you're going to the right location and and take your food but we are telling people take that picture of your food but then just wait until later to post it because you still Ah. uh, be mindful of staying connected to the people who are face to face with you so some things are still the same some things are the same but also like things change so much too like like you're saying with social media and technology 
I think we went through the same thing with COVID where there was a whole new rules about when can you shake hands and hug and this and that. So like as things progress, these rules are always changing, which is so interesting. It is. And that's what really puts me at the forefront of this industry. I spend a tremendous amount of time in research and study and doing surveys and, and conducting focus groups to really understand the pulse of where our society is going. And so that's what keeps me at the forefront because I stay right on top of it. The moment COVID hit, I started doing research in so many different areas just to really try to help folks navigate through the process. So early on, I don't know if you all remember, at first we thought it was all really cute to kind of bump elbows with each other. Remember right, when we right, right. doing that? And so I have early videos uh, of, of me doing news segments talking about this sort of thing. And then after a while, it was all, here's how you tell people, I do not want to shake your hand. Talking about how to enter back into the workforce and get back into mm. some of these social things. So I really stay at the forefront of this thing. And, and my goal is to just really help people to empower them and give them the tools so that they feel confident as they navigate through society. Right. I like that. Yeah, Evan has a lot to learn on this. So this is very good. <laughs> I, I want to back up real quick. When you said flight school, so th there's like the flight attendant school is is also a mix of etiquette? Well, here's the thing. As a flight attendant, I would travel internationally. So when you go through international, when you become an international flight attendant, you have the option and in, in well, with the exception of the lead flight attendants to take international etiquette because you're wow. working with people from all, all across the world and there are lots of different nuances and cultural, you know, the cultures, the belief systems, the way people interact with one another that you have to be aware of as a flight attendant. And because etiquette was so ingrained in me, I was so drawn towards that. I made sure to sit me at the front of that particular class. So absolutely. I mean, you have people, for example, from some of our Middle Eastern uh, countries who pray at certain times during the day. And that time during the day may come during the middle of a 12 or 15 hour flight. And so there's some cultural sensitivities that are necessary in order to allow people to practice their religion and so forth. So it's a lot, it's really quite interesting. And uh, and that's the thing that's really great for me too. And this is one of the things that I share with other etiquette professionals that I mentor because not only am I an etiquette professional, but with my company, I expanded my company by offering a licensing program. So now we train individuals and license them so they too can be an etiquette consultant and operate as a Swan School of Protocol. So we have about 20 independently owned and operated Swan Schools throughout the country. But what I tell the folks is I say, here's the thing, you don't want to just take etiquette courses, take courses that have to do with life in general. The reason why I can speak to how to conduct yourself when you're dealing with sickness or death or long-term is because I've taken courses with hospice on how to deal with that sort of thing. So it's not always just an etiquette course. It's really life courses and life skills courses in so many different areas. That's what keeps you at the head of the pack. That's beautiful. That is yeah. incredible. Who would have known your, your flight school experience would have helped you so much? Oh my gosh. Later on. Incredible. Yeah. That's where I had to learn how to deal with crazy people. <laughs> yeah. So well, we'll, fit, we'll fit right in here. We only we know you only have a limited amount of time, so we're gonna take off on this plane here. Um, the way our show works is we uh, we have social situations that occur to us in our daily lives where 
it's not always so obvious um, what the right answer is. And when we discuss them on the podcast and then at, after the show, we let our audience vote. And so we're always interested, like you said, with the focus groups, because sometimes we think an issue is so clear cut and we're so surprised with the uh, how the odds come back and how people vote. So what we thought we would do here is give you some of the ones that were kind of the toss ups and see if how the expert weighs in and what your opinion is. OK, let's go for it. OK, I'll start with one. Um, I was actually at Adam's house and we're, we're very close friends uh, as well as podcast partners. And he had a bowl of fruit and there were some bananas in there. And there, there's not a world where Adam would ever say no. But do I have to ask to take a banana at a close friend's house or can I just take one? No, you should ask. And but here, the, the thing is, some Thank people you. don't want to ask because they, they feel they have to wait to be offered. In my opinion, it is perfectly fine for you to ask for that piece of fruit. A lot of times people feel as though they have to wait to be offered something. But no, if you walk into someone's house and they haven't offered you a glass of water or something to drink or, or whatever it is to make you comfortable, or if you're a little bit hungry and you see some fruit there and you want it, there's nothing wrong with you saying, hey, may I, may I have a banana and leave it at that. So asking is absolutely acceptable. But can I just take one or do I have to ask? No, you should ask first. You should not there just go, go. into somebody's house. You should not stuff. just walk into my house and start stealing No, you do not just walk into somebody's away. house and start taking stuff. You have to it ask. It just seems like such an odd odd thing to ask for. Well, the, it, but it's not your fruit. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. It's my fruit. It's not your fruit. And he might be saving that. That might be the last banana for his smoothie in the morning. And here, you just you just took it. So Thank no, you. don't go to somebody's house and start taking stuff, regardless of how, uh, how close you are in friendship. So that one, um, 60% of the people said you have to ask. And 40% of people said you don't have to ask. You can just take a banana. All right, so for the 40% of people I want to tell you now, start asking before you start snatching stuff off of somebody's counter. Damn right. That is what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, okay. I disagree with you 40%. I'm going to I'm going to throw one in here. If that's all right. All right, Adam, let's co do it. Co co-host here. Um, when someone says I'll call you right back on the phone, how much time do they have before it is rude? When you say, I'll call you right back, then you should be contacting that person within several minutes to, uh, and no longer, I would say even 30 minutes is, is maximum. Calling 30. someone right back means that it's something that's pretty short and quick and to the point. If you can't talk right now, I'll call you right back is very different than I'll call you later. See, there's mm. when you have a little bit more mm. time. But right back is minutes. Right. I think it's under like five minutes. Yeah. And under you can five. Minutes, that's not right back. That's like, you know, so yeah, anything beyond that 30 minutes is not right back. It's not right. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, so we, we put this up for the poll and this was a, actually a split decision. It was 48 to 52%. We <coughs> gave the cutoff at 10 minutes. We said 10 minutes or later, you're just, you're an ass. That's just, that's just rude. You know, that's a, that's I'll call you later. But I feel like the, I'll call you later. You can't just say, I'll call you later and hang up. But if I'm like, hey, I'll, I'll call you right back. I'll call you right back and then hang up. It's like uh, you're not offended on the other end when I just like click and close. So we well, have 52% said over 10 minutes is rude. I think so. Minutes, right? I mean, it, it can be, you know, 
right back is very different for many folks. And so I do think there should be a little bit of leniency, even if it, but I, if you're, if you're at 30 minutes, then it's not a right back. It's later. 20 minutes is not bad because you don't know what the person is doing. Maybe they're standing in line at the, at the checkout counter and which actually, well, I'll finish my statement. Maybe they're standing in line at the checkout counter and it takes a little bit longer than expected. However, let me just say this as far as etiquette and the I'll call you right back sort of thing. If you cannot talk, do not answer your phone. So do Damn, not answer the phone and, and, and then say, I'll call you right back. I'll call you later. If you can't talk, don't answer. Leave right. it alone. I agree. Yes. I call my my dad always answers my phone calls and goes, let me call you back in two minutes and then hangs up on me. I'm like, yeah. just don't answer. Call don't me back. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. Don't do it. I'm the only guy who gets hung up on by his dad on a weekly basis. <laughs> um, okay, I have one here. I, I live in a I live in an apartment, so it's not a big place. And my internet was broken. So I had I had to have someone from Spectrum, which is the internet provider here in LA, come and fix it in my apartment. So he's in my living room. It wasn't easy for him. And I had no internet. It took him like 10 or 20 minutes. Am I allowed to play the guitar with the Spectrum guy over? You know what? I, I think it's perfectly fine. Uh, really? Yeah, it is. You know, it's 10 or 20 minutes. You have a small apartment. It might be. It's no different than this is still your home. Uh, it's no different than you watching television or what have you. You might have the TV. Well, no, because the inter- he's fixing the internet. So I, mean, I couldn't can, do anything else. I couldn't work. I couldn't, you know. Couldn't I do anything. Learn. So play the guitar is fine. And here's a, a, a hosty type of thing to do, right? If, if that's a word. So you just, as a host, you would say, hey, you know, I'm just going to play my guitar a little bit. Do you mind? And if the guy says, I really need it quiet because I'm trying to hear the buzzes and the beeps and whatever, what I'm doing in the internet, then of course you oblige him. But if not, play the guitar and have fun. He might enjoy it, especially in LA. I, I, I strongly think. disagree. Once I, that guy walks in, you sit there like, like the good steward you are and you do not move and you don't say a word. And maybe, maybe you can like kind of be like, is everything all right? Do you want a glass of water? Maybe offer him a banana. But you cannot start start jamming on the guitar and making well, riffs here. Here's the thing: I'm married to a musician, and when you say play the guitar, I'm thinking he would grab his acoustic guitar and kind of play. Now, if we're talking about plugging in electric guitar and running riffs and things like that, that's an absolute no. But some kind of little soft acoustic sort of thing is a definite yes. The guitar riffs, screaming, Ozzy Osbourne style is a no. <laughs> How about I, that? Can, I, can, I, can that. I sing over the acoustic guitar? What's that? Can I sing over the acoustic guitar with the second <laughs> guy here? If you can sing, there we go. <laughs> meaning if you're capable of singing, and just the acoustic guitar as some little background music is, is no different than you turning on, I don't know, your cell phone with playing some music in the background. Have you heard um, Evan play? 65. There's a big difference. There's a big difference between Evan What people say. And if you can't play. 65% said you can play and 35% said you can't. Oh, okay. But just, I said, the majority. But just keep in mind what I said about the style of music, right? Yeah. Make it some background dinner kind of music, not headbanging. I, I said that that Evan could play if the melody matches what's going on with the with the internet provider. 
So oh, they're okay. coming over and they're struggling. You could be like a bomb, 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 bomb. aggro. <laughs> right. And then once they succeeded, it's like this happy fairy tale music that plays along. Like, we have internet. Yes. All right. I'm gonna, throw, I'm gonna throw one in here. If, <coughs> okay. if a friend is keeping an item at your house, can you lend that item to somebody else? For example, Heck no. Really? No, my, a friend not... of mine is is he he left two surfboards at my house because I okay. have a garage and a house and he, and he's doing some renovations on his house. And a friend the other day came over and he wanted to go surfing with me, and I was like, "Oh, I got these surfboards that are just sitting here for the past three months that I'm now storing for someone else. Take the surfboard. What do I care?" Well, you care because the, the items have been left in your care. And so now you're responsible for them. I mean, so it just so happens that my husband's a surfer too, right? So now wow. the, the, the deal comes off his, his ankle. The surfboard gets tossed and, and, and lost. He loses the board. You're responsible. It's I'm not responsible? Yes, you're responsible. Oh. Watch any episode of People's Court. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll find out that you are responsible for that surfboard. So oh. if somebody leaves something in your care, you should not lend it out to someone else unless you get permission, right? So you may call your friend and say, hey, my buddy's in from out of town. Is it all right with you if I let him use your board? It's a yes or no. And then if it's yes, have fun, hang 10. If it's a no, then find something else to do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What were the odds on that one? Unfortunately, everyone disagreed with me. It was 95% no and 5% yes. Okay. Yeah. That's the 5% of people that ended up in people's court. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's the jury. It's the jury. <laughs> yeah, we, we call our voters um, the jury because our... our our podcast is called I'll Be the Judge of That. And then we'll Oh, the yes. Yeah. And I love just it. a reminder, you can vote on, on similar topics at Judge Pod on Instagram. And Elaine, how can we find you on, on your socials as well? Yes, you can find me at Elaine Swan on Instagram. And Swan is spelled with two N's. S-W-A-N-N. -N. That's correct. All right, Evan, you're up, Buttercup. Okay, this one we call the courtesy offer. Um, if you're at a restaurant where you know you should not be paying, like you might be out with your friend's parents or maybe like a mentor, um, if you know you shouldn't be paying, should you still offer just to be nice to pay? The answer is no. And I teach this in every class that I do with you. I work with universities. I work with businesses that handle that where their staff members have to kind of wine and dine clients and so forth. And I always say it's, it's rude to offer when you know that you're not expected to do so. So if someone's mm. hosting you and let's say, for example, it's a business meal or, you know, some of the, the examples that you gave, I promise you, they're not at home hoping and wishing and brushing their teeth and, and combing their hair, hoping and wishing that you can add to the, the meal or pay part of the tip. They, if someone's invited you, they've invited you 100%. So the thing to do is to just be gracious as they pay for the meal 
and say thank you. Don't do the fake reach in the pocket or fake reach in the purse. Oh my God, I need to <laughs> rethink my entire dining experience in this You know what? Here's yeah. why. What happens is people get, they feel awkward when someone else is paying. And so they are wondering what to do with their hands or should I just at least offer, embrace the awkward, know that it's gonna feel kind of weird, but in the end, you just got a free meal and, and enjoy it. So just be gracious and say thank you. Actually, a follow-up uh, question with this real quick is I just got it connected from a mutual friend to, to from me and somebody else to me. Now, this is my first time meeting them. They're, we're both in the same industry. Who's going to pay for this for this lunch that we're going to? Or do I do the courtesy pay if they offer? Yeah, is so this... Okay, so this, what you're describing to me, sounds like a coming together of a kind of a get together, meet and greet. So I would say go prepare to definitely pay for yourself. It sounds like it's going to be that sort of thing where, mm. hey, we're all going to get together. I want you to meet this person. So definitely arrive there, prepare to pay for yourself. If someone whips out their card and says, I've got you, then just be gracious and accept it. And then you can always catch them on the next go round. That's what I say. I say, oh, okay, you'll pay. I, I got you next time, though. I got you next yeah. time. Oh, um, fifty-six percent said don't offer, and forty-four said do the courtesy offer. The forty-four percent need to take my class, and great, great promo. A lot of people right, need so lessons to learn here. Yeah, if you voted for courtesy offer, make sure to look up the Swan School and enroll in a class. Um, Okay, so I I met this girl one time. I never met her before, and we started chatting. And I asked her if she had a cat, and she got like all um, she was a little like offended, honestly, because I thought she seemed like the kind of person who was a cat lady. Um, is it an insult to assume somebody has a cat? Well, I think for some individuals, based upon the cat lady concept, some individuals might feel somewhat insulted. Uh, in that particular instance. So really the insult has more to do with how that person views themselves or views the cat lady concept than anything else. Um, you know, I, for the, the question more, might even just be more along the lines of, you know, are you a pet person? What do you got, a cat, a dog, a bird, a snake? What is it? Mm -hmm. But the, the cat lady concept could, be, could possibly offend, be offensive to some people. Do you have a cat? I do not have a cat. I have no pets. I do too much traveling and I would be in pet jail right now because <laughs> <laughs> you need to go to a pet, pet courtesy school, actually. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just leave them at home. Right. right. There we go. There we go. Because we were saying if someone said, oh, you seem like a dog person, I wouldn't be offended of all, at all. But if someone said to me, oh, you seem like a cat person. I think I would be offended. Yeah, and yeah, because of your because of what you view as a cat person, and the same thing with the the cat lady concept. We, you know, many of us know what that is. Uh, it kind of gives off that spinster vibe or what have you, and so that could be offensive to some people. And then another person who maybe is a cat person might say, "Oh my gosh, you can tell. Yes, I love cats." So to that person, they're not yeah. offended. So really depends on kind of the recipient, and this is why. It's important for us to um, 
pay attention to, and this is what we teach in our classes, those, you know, social cues, those, those not the nonverbal communication right. that'll kind of get you to know who the person is, even without asking certain questions. So it's paying attention to those other social cues that'll help you know whether or not to go even go down that line of questioning. That's interesting um, that, that you bring up the social cues. That's a very, that's a very common thing is that I, I feel like you needed the trained eye though. Like for me, I pick up social cues. I can see that other people are engaged, very, oh, oh, really, really. But I feel like most people are just, all they care about is themselves. They're like totally out to lunch. They're focusing on like, yeah, what, you know, what am I doing later? I wonder what my dog's up to. I wonder what, like, you know, it's like the, the social cue is a big thing. Is that, do you find that as a repetitive thing in your classes? I do. It is a big thing. There are some individuals, and I, and I think a lot of this has to do with our modern world. If you say, you know, the technology, everything is very fast. Our commercials are shorter. Videos are shorter. Everything is very fast. There's fast food fads. And so people, their attention span is a, a little bit shorter. And so because of that, you might find that more people, Often than not, people are not catching on to those social cues because other information, they're, you know, they're being fed other information. So for those individuals who have the ability to pay attention and to pick up on those certain things, when you see that someone has exited the conversation and they're right. no longer with you, then that's when you make that pivot to release them and let them go. In my book, Let Crazy Be Crazy, I talk about dealing with that difficult person to where when you see their eyes kind of glaze over and there's right. nothing that you can say to get them to come back, then let them go and keep Just it steady. Just turn around and walk away. Do the in-person uh, 73% of people said it was an insult to assume somebody has a cat. <laughs> I would go with a hundred percent. I would it say that is very you know, it can't, but see the other, the other 30% or 20, you know, 20 some odd percent. Those are the people that are cat people probably. And are saying, Oh, that's it. I don't care. Right. So it depends on your own perception. Yes. Um, we have time for one or two more. Adam, do you have any more? Or should, or yeah, I, I, I've got one more here. When someone says, that they have an appointment. So okay. if, I, if I said, hey, I, I'm, you know, I got a doctor's appointment, I, I'll catch you later. Can you ask any follow-up questions? Can, I, can you be like, what are you going to the doctor for? Or if someone's so, like, I need to go pick up a prescription, you'd be like, hey, what's it for? But those are both medical. You could just say, if someone says, I have an appointment just blankly, can you say what kind of appointment even? In this instance, I would say, mind your business. If someone says, I have an appointment, then that is the exact information that they want you to have. That's right. it. So this is where it's important for us to recognize when people are sharing information, the amount of information that they share can indicate how far they want to go into the conversation. If someone says, I have a doctor's appointment because I have this thing that's been growing here on the side and I want to know if it's skin cancer or not. They're going to go into detail. But if the person says I have an appointment, that's all they want you to know. Pick up on that cue and mind your business. <laughs> you, don't, you don't think that people are asking as like a leading question, like, oh, I got to, I actually have this big doctor's appointment coming up, you know, no. hoping that you'd be like, oh. Oh, what's it for? You'd be like, oh, funny you ask. You know, I've been <laughs> dealing with this thing 
And sure. I would love, you know, you don't think yeah. people are asking leading questions to get. No, a, I think people who are in relationship with others, whether it's a close friendship or a coworker or what have you, when people want you to know stuff, they, they tell you. We're not talking about folks who are kind of suffering from other things that they're hiding. That's a whole different story. But in general, for basic conversation, folks right. tell you what they want you to know. And so if someone is vague in that stance, then you just mind your business and stay vague with them and say, okay, I'll catch up with you later on and that's it. And should they choose to, to talk to you a little bit more uh, about it, that'll come out later. But pick up on that cue and stay in your lane. <laughs> I love that. So what, as, what was the vote total? What was the vote? 72% said no you can't ask any follow-up questions okay 28 percent okay. said damn right fire away <laughs> they're no um all right well, i think we only have time for one more because i have a let's just call it an appointment later but um yeah where are you uh, going at? don't worry about it um when uh so it was my grandfather's birthday recently and my whole family was out to brunch for him and at the end of the meal, the waitress came over with the candle and this, and she starts singing happy birthday and we're all happy. And my dad realized that um, my grandpa's wife wasn't there. She was in the bathroom and he stopped the waitress from singing happy birthday and said, can you come back in a few minutes when his wife is here? So can you stop an in-progress happy birthday if someone's missing? Well, you know what? I think in this particular instance, especially because it was grandpa and you know, birthdays are, are 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 really a special thing as you start to get up in age. And it would really be horrible for grandma to miss that moment in time that you cannot capture back. And so uh, in, in my opinion, I would say it's perfectly fine to stop that and say, you know what, there's some uh, someone else that's very important. We want to wait until she returns so that this way she can join in in this special moment. So in, in my opinion, I think it was perfectly fine to stop that happy birthday and just have a redo. And wow. I, I think that your father was out of his mind for stopping that birthday. <laughs> as, as do I. I think that what that's like the surprise was like, oh, this, this that's not the no surprise, not the grandpa. Not for grandpa. Grandpa is not surprised that he's having another birthday. So <laughs> ninety-three later, he's, he's yeah. But this, you know, you know, this no, honestly, has... no, really, honestly, the the I, I really want you all to to capture this, okay? Because the 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 moment that birthday moment to see that for grandma to be able to rest her eyes on that and to experience that moment is way more important than the 20-some-year-old waitress who just is on the clock anyway and can just mm. light up the candle and bring it back out. Let grandma join in on that moment because, especially for their age, we don't know how many more birthdays they're going to get to join right, together, right. honestly. So that moment, she certainly should have been included. So you're really pulling I'm, on the my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I love it. You're pulling on the empathy of the jury right now. I yeah, I'm swaying my vote. Yeah. Okay, for grandma now, who's you know taking the number two during the birthday song. What's going on with her? I think this was the first time that you weren't in the majority, but 80 percent of the people said you cannot stop an in progress happy birthday. You can for grandpa. Ooh, yeah, but I think Ooh, that's I think what point. you were saying about. Yeah, it depends on how many birthdays they have left. Yeah, well, you right. know, in in this particular instance, yeah, definitely, especially for a loved one. Now, mind you, I do want to add a caveat to this. So we're not talking about random person who's you know 
in the restroom and they're late all the time and they're always primping and that sort of thing with our 20 something year old friends. We're talking about grandma and grandpa who have clearly just because of human nature, limited birthdays left. Let her have that moment. Mm. Mm -hmm. I like okay. that. So if you're under the age of 30, move on. But if you're over, <laughs> if you got a couple birthdays left, wait. Wait, yeah. we're getting unless, everyone involved. Unless you have a, a life-threatening condition. So depending on how this appointment turns out for me, we'll see if you can stop one of my employers. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> um, well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have. I feel like we could do this all day. But with our last um, minute or two here, Elaine, do you want to tell our audience how they can find you and um, anything else, your book, your website, your Instagram? Yes, absolutely. You can find me on Instagram at Elaine Swan. Swan is spelled like the bird, but with two N's. And you can also visit my website at ElaineSwan.com. Elaine Swan, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thank you. It's my Elaine. pleasure. Thank you. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.